0: Welcome to Awaken to Grace, I'm Chad Roberts. Today we are in part two of a great sermon called Unhurried Listening. We're talking about how to slow down in our daily lives, how to spend time with the Lord, and how to not only hear, but have the ability to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit in our daily life. Friends, I want to encourage you, if you are a podcast listener and you want to hear the current sermons that I speak each week in the pulpit of the church I pastor, Preaching Christ Church. Well, friends, you can hear those weekly sermons. You can stay current and up to date by subscribing to my podcast channel. It's simply called Awakened to Grace Weekly Sermons give us a five-star rating, subscribe today, and keep current with the sermons that I preach week in and week out. Well, today is Unhurried Listening Part Two. so Satan thought he won. He thought he put him to open shame. But no, no. The Bible says that it was Christ who put Satan to open shame. How? Because do you remember Mark chapter 5? When Jesus walked the earth, do you remember he came upon the man possessed with demons? And Jesus said, well, Jesus walked up, and immediately they recognized him. Men didn't know who he was, but demons knew immediately who he was. Now, come on now. I'm getting ready to preach this. You going to receive it? Because God's getting ready to speak to us. So here Jesus walks up and the demons immediately say, "You are the Son of God." And you remember what Jesus said? He said, "What's your name?" And he said, "Legion, There are many of us." And he said, "Don't make us leave the region. Oh, demons are so territorial. Oh, they're so terrible. They will attach to households. They will attach to cities. They will attach to region. They're so territorial. And you remember what Jesus did? He cast them into the pigs. They ran into the sea and they drowned. You remember the story, Mark chapter 5? He wreaked havoc everywhere he went upon the kingdom of darkness. And when he was crucified, Satan said, that's it. We're done. We're free. But see, the Bible says that there is something to the gospel. There's something to the church called the mystery of God. What was the mystery of God? The mystery is that what the prophets couldn't see, what the Old Testament didn't fully understand, what Satan and the kingdom of darkness didn't know is that when Christ ascended to heaven, he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And now it's not going to be the Holy Spirit once in a while coming upon someone. He's going to physically, literally dwell, live within us. He's going to empower us. He's going to enable us to do the works of God upon the earth so now Satan doesn't have Jesus walking in a small area now he has multiple sons and daughters of God countless sons and daughters of God that the Bible says whoever is led by the spirit of God is the sons of God amen and now we're doing the works of God See, this is why Jesus said, don't marvel at the things that I do. You'll do these things and even greater. What did he mean? You'll do these things and even greater. Why? Because now it's not one of me. It's my body filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, And now everything is different. And you're talking about a headache to the kingdom of darkness. When you understand who the Holy Spirit is indwelling you, when you wake up and you really realize that the same Spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead is right now alive, right now filling this mortal flesh... What can you do against the kingdom of darkness? You can walk around work. You can walk around school. You can walk around your neighborhood. You can walk around Walmart for crying out loud. Filled with the spirit of God. Just as Jesus Christ himself was. And if we'll learn to listen. And we'll be in tune. And we'll understand and we'll recognize. We'll begin to do the works of God, and we'll begin to destroy the works of the devil. Amen? That's preliminary. Now let's get to the text. <laughs> Prayer. Number one, the Holy Spirit leads us in our praying. Now there are two types of praying. And this is why the Holy Spirit must enable us there's praying with our understanding
1: and then there's praying without understanding. Now, what do I mean by that? There are times
0: when we feel burdened to pray. Have you ever sensed that before? You ever woke up in the middle of the night and sensed a need to pray, but you didn't know why? Has God ever put a person on your heart to pray for them and you didn't know why? God ever show you a situation and just, said, pray for this, and you didn't know why. There are times that we don't have understanding. That's when you need to pray in the Spirit. That's when you need to pray and say, God, I'm depending upon you. I don't know what's going on, but I feel a need. I feel a need. Let me tell you something very special. Our dear pastor from Egypt is here. He's, he was in the 9 a.m. service, and he's speaking at other churches. Now, he'll be speaking this Tuesday here
1: for prayer meeting. i tell you what happened just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> there was a family in the church who we took up our offering. And this family wrote a $400 check to
0: our pastor from Egypt for his family. I had no knowledge of it. They told me that someone I didn't even know who did it, and I had no knowledge of it. They didn't come to me and say, "We'd like to do this." They didn't come to me and say,
1: "Is there anything you know of? Is there anything you need?" Nothing like that? Nothing. And uh, pastor gets here. We sit down in my office, the first
0: days here, catching up, greeting one another. "How's your family? How are things at home? How's your church?" And guess what he shares with me? that He didn't share with me
1: two weeks ago. He didn't message. He didn't say anything. His cooker went out. A little grease fire caused it to quit. And his refrigerator quit. Ruined all their food. In Desperate need of a refrigerator and a cooker.
0: I said, okay. I said, Pastor, how much would it be to replace those? He has no knowledge that someone wrote him $400 check. I said, Pastor, what do you need? He said, $480 would replace everything. <laughs> Isn't that the Lord? Isn't that the Lord? Isn't that the Lord? It would have been one thing if he had gotten on social media and said, I have this great
1: need. and uh, uh, He didn't do that. No one knew, but the Holy Spirit knew. How could God use you if you would just listen
0: for the Holy Spirit? It may be that someone that you don't know is contemplating suicide, is thinking about quitting and giving up. It may be that someone you know is about to just become reclusive and just isolate themselves. And yet God would put a scripture in your heart to tell them. Or God would put in your heart, uh, tell them that I love them. You don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. And there are times that we pray without understanding, but we we rely on the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you that that family who gave that gift to our pastor, I guarantee you that they had no idea what was happening in his life right now. But the Holy Spirit knew. That's why we pray in the Spirit. We also pray with understanding. And what does that mean? That means sometimes we know exactly what God wants. We know exactly how we ought to pray. And we press in and the Holy Spirit helps us. The Bible teaches in Romans chapter 8 that the Holy Spirit will make intercession through us. He will help us in our weaknesses. He will help us pray as we ought. If you've never been to a Tuesday prayer meeting, I can't tell you what you're missing. Every single week on Tuesday night at 6.30, we gather and we pray and we call upon the name of the Lord as a church. And it's glorious. But I tell you, every Tuesday, there's no agenda. Every Tuesday, there's no set. There's nothing. We come up here, and this is every Tuesday. This is what we, we say. Lord, we don't know how to pray tonight. We're relying on the Holy Spirit to teach us. Show us, Lord, how we ought to pray. And you... I, I just can't even describe it with words. Every Tuesday is different. And God will will begin to guide. God will begin to lead. All of a sudden, we'll begin to sense, begin to pray for this. Begin to pray for this person. Begin to pray over this situation. Begin to pray over here. And oh, how God moves. The Lord helps us in our praying The Holy Spirit wants to enable us to pray. We do not know how to pray as we ought. So when it comes to the way you pray, what is it like? Is it rushed? Is it frantic? Is it memorized? Is it the same thing over and over? Or is your praying like a really good conversation? Do you do some talking And then do you do some listening?
1: You ever been around someone who all they do is talk? You don't enjoy talking to them, do you? But you get around
0: someone, and you know what I'm talking about. The fellowship is just rich, right? Brother that I haven't seen in 15 years lives in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And he and I are great friends, and we've kept up with each other through the years, but I have not physically sat down with him in 15 years. I had never met his children, and uh, and they're teenagers. And uh, he and his wife and children, they came down uh, uh, to Kingsport a couple of weeks ago, and we were able to go and enjoy a meal together. And my wonderful brother... A wonderful friend. Our fellowship is so sweet. It's so deep. It's so rich. I hadn't seen him in 15 years, and it's like we never missed a beat. It was just right there. The Holy Spirit wants the same with us sweet communion, sweet fellowship, sweet dialogue. And where does it come? Building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in. The Holy Spirit. And I think at its root, what I think it... Because Ephesians 6.18 gives the same command. Praying always in the Spirit. I think what that means is to pray in an atmosphere... Of the Holy Spirit. So what's our prayer life look like? Is it rushed? Is it fast? Is it mechanical? Is it routine? Is it it learned? Is it just, okay God, I need this, I need this, I need this, and God help me, and God this, and this, and this is my need, and here's my need, and God you see this, and God.
1: And it's like, the Holy Spirit can't get a word in edgewise. And there's no dialogue. Whereas
0: if I pray in the spirit and I'm praying in an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to say, Lord, what would you
1: show me? What do I need to know? What do I need to see? Show me, reveal yourself,
0: reveal the word to me, help me to know your will, help me to see, Lord. You see the difference? I don't want to live a fast, hurried, unproductive, cold, mechanical prayer life. No, I want sweet communion with the Lord, and it comes through praying in the Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit leads us in our thanksgiving. Do you realize that thanksgiving is one of the most important elements of a believer's walk? It's critical. Do you know why Thanksgiving is so critical? Because how important it is that as we go out into this world, and I don't have to elaborate this, you know, you go out into the world and it is is nothing but filth, right? It's going to be negativity, it's going to be sin, it's going to be uh, anger. How many people are angry all the time? Right? One of the interesting effects of blindness is that my hearing is super sensitive. Have you ever heard that about blind people? That when one sense goes, all your other senses heighten. And it is so true. I can hear like no one's business. I'll hear things and Sadie will go, how in the world did you hear that? I don't know. But boy, I can hear. I can sit down, some months ago, I told you about it in one of the sermons, some months ago as at a food court in a mall, and I was sitting there by myself because Sadie was shopping, and I'd rather be beat with a stick than go shopping, so I just sat at the food court, and I could hear all these
1: conversations around me. People angry, people mad, every conversation I heard, people were mad. You have to take a bath, don't you? Why? Because you, you get dirty, right? Sometimes you just got to wash all that negativity
0: off of you. You got to wash all that bad attitude off. You got to wash. I'm talking about stuff people put on you. That just because you're around them, it rubs off on you. Is that right or wrong? And sometimes you just. You... Let, me, let me tell you what we'll do. At Thanksgiving. And the Holy Spirit will lead us in being thankful to the Lord. Let me tell you, if you're someone today that negativity overwhelms your life, you're not pleasing the Lord like you could be. If you're someone today that you're battling anger, you're not in the will of God. God wants to conquer that thing. God wants to bring thanksgiving into your life if you're someone you're just always in a bad mood You're always moody. You're just always negative and you're all, everything's always wrong I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is not having its effect in you But you begin to let the Holy Spirit see this is what I'm talking about The Holy Spirit is not just a power or a feeling the Holy Spirit is a person person And you begin to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and you begin to recognize he begins to show you times of negativity or times of anger and you begin to yield that and say, no, God, that's not who I want to be. Holy Spirit, help me. And you know what he'll do? He'll do just that. He will help you. He will help you. And number three and lastly today, The Holy Spirit helps us in our worship. Now, it's been very well said. When we are taken up with prayer, we're taken up with our needs. When we're taken up with thanksgiving, then we're taken up with our blessings. But when we are taken up with worship, we're taken up with God himself. Amen. Do you realize prayer in itself is not worship? Thanksgiving in itself is not worship. There are elements of worship. But what is true worship? I want you to write this down if you're taking notes.
1: Worship is when the creation bows its head and acknowledges and appreciates the creator. That's worship. See if I rely on prayer to be my worship I'm probably just talking about
0: myself a lot. If I rely on thanksgiving alone to be worship I'm probably still actually quite
1: focused on me. But when I truly worship I focus solely on God and God
0: alone and it has nothing to do with me, or my comfort, or what he gives me. It's solely about God and God alone, amen? Adrian Rogers, before he passed away, said it, I think, so well. He said that if there was a parade, and Jesus was in the parade, it would be the job of the Holy Spirit to point every eye to Jesus. That's what he does. And the Holy Spirit will enable us. He'll help us worship God rightly. He'll help us take our eyes off of us and put our eyes upon Jesus where they truly belong. So where is your life today? Can you feel the Holy Spirit enabling prayer? Or do you just talk about you? Can you feel the Holy Spirit enabling thanksgiving? Or are you a critical person? Are you always criticizing, always nagging, always negative, always seeing what's wrong? Or are you a thankful person? And lastly, are you worshiping God unhurriedly? Are there times that you bow your head, not at church, at home, on the drive to work, while you're at work, while you're shopping, are there are times that you just bow your head and you acknowledge and you appreciate Jesus Christ. I want the Holy Spirit to help me in these ways. I want to slow my life down to where I'm listening more than I'm talking. I'm listening more than I'm doing. I'm listening more than I'm reacting I'm listening for the Holy Spirit. How do you recognize his voice? You'll hear him in prayer. And if you're not hearing him in prayer, then my friend, you're doing too much talking. You'll hear him in thanksgiving. And if you're not thankful, you need to replace that critical spirit for a thankful heart. And you'll hear him in worship. When you begin to turn things off and you bow your head, And you bow your heart and you acknowledge the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's how you'll hear the Holy Spirit in your life. Let's bow our heads today. Lord, I want to thank you that you're active, that you're speaking and you're helping. I want to thank you, God, that you're willing to live inside us. I think of the times, Lord, that I willfully sin and I subject the Holy Spirit to that willful sin. I'm sorry for that, Lord. I'm sorry for that. Perhaps you're here today and you have been saved and the Holy Spirit resides in you, but yet you are sinning. You're sinning, as the Bible says, with a high hand. Do you realize that you're subjecting the Holy Spirit, to such sin? We need to repent from that today. Do you realize that every time that you embrace sin, the Holy
1: Spirit within you sees and feels that? Holy Spirit, I'm sorry that
0: too often we don't see you as a person. We see you as... Just a force, but no, you have a personality, you have feelings, emotions, you have a mind, you have a will, you are a person. And oh God, may you use us to be sensitive to that and obedient to that. So, God, may we listen closely for the Holy Spirit within our lives, may we listen closely as the word of God takes its effect and the Holy Spirit uses the word of God in our life. May we be highly, highly sensitive. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for what your spirit has taught us, what you have shown us. Let it have great effect going forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you visited my online store where you can find books, music, sermon series, and so much more? I hope you'll go there today, awakentograce.com store, and keep checking back because our resources that are designed for spiritual growth are always growing. awakentograce.com slash store.